Uh, I love the short version of our intro. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Never Made Varsity. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains, all one word. Now you're just making this a big joke. <laughs> now, <laughs> now you're doing it on purpose. My name is David Rivero. You can find me uh, on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O. And I actually love the short version of our intro because we needed a, a little bit of triumphant music to go with our triumph over the <laughs> NCAA. A little, a little fanfare. Ooh. Also, it's your boy, Maverick. You can find me at Heartbreak Two Underscores Kid. Who calls you their boy? Everybody. I'm everybody's main ginger. I know that you say... I know that you say you're Luke May's boy. Luke May is my student. <laughs> Maverick, were you in OL? I was. In orientation <laughs> leader. Oh, God. I wish you would have told me that before. Hey, Hunter Lint was also one of my students, our new punter, now that Tom Sheldon's out. Do you know, have, never do, mind. Let's, we'll talk about that do later. Do you know <laughs> that he, was, he also was an intern for the Asheville Tourists, the single-A baseball club of the Colorado Rockies? I was. Good stuff. <laughs> Anyways, I also enjoy long walks on the beach. And oh, giving God. oh my goodness! Enough is enough. We already I'm had still the... single. I have to get my eHarmony <laughs> profile out there. I'm still single. I got to get this fixed. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! We haven't made it past the intros yet. <laughs> I'm Wait, Aaron. Who are you? I'm Aaron. I'm kind of speechless right now. Uh, my Twitter is at Aaron P Friedman. And we have another guest this week. Oh, boy. Um, I'm Turner Medlicott. You can find me on Twitter if you really want to. Uh, <laughs> at Turner Medlicott. Um, currently, I'm Stranger Turners as my tagline on Twitter. <laughs> what's, your, he, what's your uh, profile picture or your obby? <laughs> what is that? It's okay. So, you is know, we'll get to this later. But from the new Star Wars trailer, there is like a penguin owl uh, thing. Slash gerbil. Slash, slash gerbil. Slash <laughs> a porg. Yeah, it's a porg. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so that's my Twitter of you right now. So go, go oh, follow we will me. T- we will discuss this later. Oh, yes, definitely. Do so, y'all call, call it Avi or Avi? Avi. 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 I guess I'm in the minority. <laughs> <laughs> if it's, it's, it's pretty great, right? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Yike. Well, then. Uh, Turner, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so... As is the theme of this podcast, I'm also in the marching band. Uh, I am a sophomore uh, alto saxophone player. What up? Oh, yeah, exactly. Represent. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess I'm a psych major. You guess? You guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> We're figuring things out, you know, how it goes. Um, and uh, I don't know. Who are your sports fandoms? Oh, my sports fandoms? Okay. Um, I just so want to expose you. Yeah, okay. So uh, Turner, the bandwagon 10-year-old, chose uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Arizona Cardinals, the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, the Atlanta Braves, if I watch baseball. Yikes. <laughs> if. If. Um, and, uh, I, uh, of course, the, the Tar Heels. But, you know, that was, that was not the bandwagon uh, fandom that was that was from birth so that's that's settled that's good this Check. is for all of those but that last one. Uh, oh yeah turner can't hear the sounds I can't either hear the sound word but well, that'll be fixed I'll next ta- week <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take the roast turner i just want to ask you is this your npr voice 
It's my NPR voice. Welcome to uh, <laughs> welcome to uh, Geek Never Geek Down that, National Public Radio. That vocal fry. <laughs> Something like that. Alrighty, uh, guys. Trivia question. So, last week's trivia question: Eleven out of the past twelve Cy Young winners were in the playoffs this year. Who is the one that was not? Baseball playoffs. If you are confused, uh, and the correct answer is R. A. Dickey. Congratulations to Philip Smith at Philip Smith two fifty seven for getting that answer right. Uh, you have your firm handshake from Mav whenever you see him. We have also given away our first two handshakes of the <laughs> season to Miss Audrey Wells and Carla as well. Nice at trivia. It was a good time. Annabelle, you're never getting a handshake. I gave her a handshake today, but it was like a floppy fish handshake, not a firm handshake. <laughs> I, I That's that. a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Noodle arm handshake. She earned it. <laughs> anyway, right, we about we about to do it. Is so, it that time? On Friday, um the um UNC played NCAA um <laughs> committee of infractions. Um how'd that game go? <laughs> seven oh. years. Seven after long a seven years. year battle, um UNC won um zero allegations <laughs> <laughs> and zero, zero sanctions. sanctions. Um so yeah. You know dang well that Bubba Cunningham was playing Nuck If You Buck when he, <laughs> <laughs> when so, he heard that, when he saw the ruling. <laughs> we were setting up uh, in the football stadium yeah, Friday afternoon, and Bubba walked by us, and he just he had a just a whole his whole demeanor was so positive. He was, just had a smile on his face. You could tell that he probably got twenty years younger. Yeah, he, he was got, having a good day. Should we do another? Where were you? Yes, <laughs> um, yes, totally. Turner, go ahead. Uh, go I'm starting it. off. Okay, so I was walking back. Uh, from my uh, my 9 a.m. that day, and I was going back to the dorm to get some stuff together before I had my 12.20, and they were supposed to announce it at 10, so I'm, like, refreshing Twitter. I'm, like, looking all over. I'm, like, waiting for the announcement, expecting something. Uh, but then, obviously, we we beat the NCAA pretty badly <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, got nothing out of it. And so immediately, uh, one of my friends who lives next door to me came in the room and I started playing Carolina Victory through my phone's <laughs> victories. I got those snaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, through my uh, phone speakers and was singing along because it was truly a Carolina Victory. I, like normal, was at work at the Package Center when all the big news comes out. <laughs> Anticlimactic, but I don't know. Um, I was doing my office hours um, for my RA mentor stuff. And I was in like a very like serious conversation with my boss. <laughs> and I looked down and I saw oh, Mavs. You were fighting it so hard. I saw Mavs messaging the group me and I like gasped a little bit, but I was like, nope, stay engaged. <laughs> stay engaged in this conversation. And we kept talking for like a couple more minutes. And I was like, okay, can I celebrate now? <laughs> and she was like, what happened? And I told her and she was like, Oh, that's cool. While I'm like <laughs> oh. running around my office. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I sent the message from my room. I was in the room this morning, like that morning. I tried to sleep in because I just wanted to get right to the decision, not have anything, and not like psych myself out the whole morning waiting for it. Uh, my roommate Austin was in there with me, and I was like, I'm going to follow NCAA on Twitter. They're going to post this. And we're like, don't tell each other what happens if you see it. But then they posted the message, and it says, uh, the infractions panel could not rule that North Carolina committed any violations under NCAA bylaws, and I, I screamed at the top of my lungs. I was jumping around, screaming, and 
Need to say, my roommate and I were in shock at the news. I was at an elementary school. I didn't have any data, so I was out of the loop. And I got out around eleven, like eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. And as soon as my phone hit my home Wi-Fi, I got this flood of notifications. <laughs> oh yes, and I. Waited until I got in the house and I said some expletives. <laughs> yeah. You also tweeted some expletives. Oh, there. I tweet a lot of expletives. <laughs> Tweeting expletives is just another day in the life of David. Oh, this yeah. is true. Oh, I, I think it. he tweets more in a given day than I've ever tweeted. And I tweet, <laughs> and I've started tweeting like a decent amount. I average like about one and a half or two tweets a day. You can tell when the Panthers or the Tar Heels are playing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yes. <laughs> I had a field day on Twitter. Oh, man. (laughs) No, I tweeted out. I was like, at the end of the day, I'm just happy that this is all over. You know, we can move on. We can be better people. And then Colby decided decided to quote my tweet and say, I don't even remember what I said. I was like in a fake state. You know what? Screw it. He's like, I I don't think I have any Joe left. I'm going to keep letting the jokes fly. It was a Kermit meme where it was like, I could be calm and collected and uh, rational and be like, oh, yes, I'm glad this is over. And the other side of me, the, the, the hooded Kermit is like, at State and Duke fans. Oh, see, that, that was my favorite part of the entire thing was just the complete mental breakdown of every State fan ever. Because it's like they were they were like for the past seven years, it was like. Oh, the NCAA is going to come with the ha- come down with the hammer. Like you guys are going to get sanctions. Blah blah blah. They're going to take down your banners. And then when all of that fell through in one me- in like one statement, <laughs> one and, tweet. And, and on top of that, their freshman uh, guard <laughs> got <laughs> deemed ineligible by NCAA on this like hours for going later. to class yes. <laughs> the same day that we got <laughs> for we, going to class. Yeah, we got vindicated for uh, for by what Duke and State fans say, not going to class. One of their athletes gets ruled ineligible for going to classes. You can't make this stuff up. Moral of the story for if there's anyone involved in college athletics that's listening to us, if you're going to do anything wrong, make sure you involve regular students too. That makes it okay in the eyes of the NCAA. Looking at you, Patino. (laughs) Yikes. So, yeah, um, after I got done rushing Franklin. um, (laughs) (laughs) Honestly thought about it too. Don't worry. I when I, I also when I got the news I drove to Bojangles to get I got chicken supremes like celebratory chicken supremes we, we got biscuits that's how extreme this victory was we hit over a hundred points on I this thought, victory I thought it was so ironic that the seven year saga with the NCAA came to an end the same night that we put up our seventh championship banner you can't write this any better I, Jay Billis said that too he was like you can't even make this stuff up man <laughs> and boy was it a party oh my gosh. Late like, night with Rob was special. On a serious note about the about the um, findings from the NCAA, so I saw a tweet that said even the most optimistic UNC fan did not see this coming. I, my, the, my most optim- optimistic thing was that they would not try to set sanctions on men's basketball, but I thought that they were going to try and lay down some penalties or suspensions on other areas, like other sports, like women's basketball or like. Uh, on any of our soccer, like any of the other Olympic sports, not never in my wildest dreams that I ever think that they were going to say, "I think we're good." <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, no, I um, I honestly thought for the longest time that the sanctions were going to come down on specifically men's basketball, 
even though we had this just weird back and forth during the whole process of men's basketball is involved, wait, no, they're not involved, wait, yes, they are involved, whole situation. So I thought they were going to try to, you know, trip us up or tag us, and then I thought we were going to be in courts for the next That's what I thought. It ten, was, ten years or yeah. however long. I thought we were going to, I thought this was going to set off a chain of us appealing, like their attempts at trying to uh, set down sanctions on us, which I feel like we would have won. We would have we we, we would have destroyed them in court. Do you and it, sorry, it, go ahead. It, that's why I wasn't too nervous going into Friday because I knew that no matter either, what, yeah. no matter what, in the end we were going to end up fine. Well, that's it's what, just it's just it would have been a lot longer of a process. But there's a difference between like what happens that like I expected this to drag out for another two three years, mm-hmm. and to have all of that just be over it's like over. that. It was just like a euphoric moment. I think that this was a business decision for the NCAA. That, I was going to say completely, one hundred percent. Because do you know how much crap they're going like, to have on their desk? Like right, that, that they already both, have. On they their had already spent twenty million dollars with all the findings of this case, just getting all the procedures through with and stuff. That that's a lot of money. And, and, and if, having to and go to court, after federal court. That's I mean, that's a whole they probably animal. realized it was. Not a smart decision to just keep funneling. But with all of money. this, with all of the Adidas stuff coming out, and now with Nike no. potentially coming out with stuff, like they're gonna be swamped. No, that's man. another thing. Like they have a, a much larger fish to like fry. Like I genuinely, know. I genuinely think that played into this. Yeah, like, I don't think we can deny, even as UNC fans, and you know, even as we're celebrating beating the NCAA, I don't think we can deny that this FBI scandal played a huge role in the decisions on sanctions and things like that. Uh, I think. What Coach Bedora said actually in the post game press conference yesterday most like closely echoes what I've I've always thought about this. I stopped watching those, so tell me what he said. <laughs> so he's he he basically said he's just glad it's over, uh, but at the same time, in all reality, we did suffer. We received our own sanctions, but not in the way that people seem like it. The cloud, the of cloud it. Yeah. for the past seven years, the impacted recruiting in football, basketball, and most other sports. Uh, like I said, it's just the general feeling of when the hammer's going to strike that drove a lot of players away from the university uh, and just the overall egg on the face that it brought to us. I mean, it, it's still a very embarrassing, and it's a, it was not good what happened. Uh, and so I think in our own way, we still suffered and we still had our own punishment. I mean, we got our accreditation. Like we, we, we went through the appropriate channels for what this was. We went through SACS yeah. like, and got our accreditation. We went on a probation and everything like that. Yeah, like, that's, ser- like, so, that's serious. We yeah. could lose like for a sports our- fan. It look it doesn't look as bad because it doesn't it doesn't involve taking away championships because that's what or like, vacating rival wins fans want or or postseason bans or they want sports fans wanted to see men's basketball be yes. the face of this. Yeah, right. when that was just not the case, and that's why it, you would see Duke and NC State fans or like or just general fans like people like what is, I don't even know what is Dan Kane. Dan, Dan Kane or whatever, oh, God. or Wetzel or something like, whatever. Just, like these idiots that are like, oh, me, like they got off easy or whatever. Like, just get, for some insight about like how right. serious that was. My first year when the first um, um, NOI came out, um, I like me and my roommate were thinking about like how are we going to transfer out of here <laughs> if we lose our accreditation. Like that yeah. was a real was a thing possibility that was happening. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking, like the invalidation of degrees and stuff, and so that's far more serious than any sanction on athletics could ever be. But like I said, it doesn't look as great to a sports fan because the sports fans just want to see that 
the athletic teams go to ruin. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They they didn't see that we got punished academically. Maybe not to the extent that they would have liked anyway, but they because they didn't see our flagship program get punished, they felt that we got off without any punishment. When in fact we did get punished because we went on probation from. We could have lost our. Yeah. This university could have been ruined. Ultimately, that's the irony of it all. That's whole time they've cared about nothing but the academics and how fraudulent they were. But when we got punished for our academics, they didn't care. They only cared about the athletes. They wanted the sports to get. So yeah. that, that's just the irony of this whole time. They've wanted, you know, to really focus on the academics. And when we did, it, that's not what they wanted. They wanted something more. It's because, like, it, it's really easy to take the moral high ground. Yeah. When it, like, but in in reality, that's just not. That's not what they actually wanted. Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to see the downfall of UNC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, um, UNC defeats the NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> What's the final score on that? Uh, 9,000 to zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also that day, um, around 7 p.m. that night, actually around 7.30, um, because volleyball ran a little long. Um, also, shout out to the volleyball team for kicking butt against Virginia Tech. And we set the and NCAA attendance record for a volleyball game. We, we shattered that record. <laughs> yeah. we our just said our we shattered. own record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It actually, I think it was, um, I looked it up, when our record that we had previously set had been broken by the 2015 championship game ah. with like 17,000 or so, and then, excuse me, uh, Late Night with Roy, or the pre-crowd for Late, late night, night with, with Roy, Volleyball. Late Night with Volleyball <laughs> uh, had like 19,200 or so, and yeah. it just completely shattered the, the record. Yeah. Um, so after that really fun volleyball game, um, late night with Roy. Late oh man! Roy. Also, before we get to the men's basketball team, I feel like our women's basketball. I love Sylvia Hatchell so much. She's great. She is fantastic. This like, year, she might hit a thousand wins. She should hit a thousand wins unless something catastrophic away, so. happens. We are so spoiled at this university with like just how many great coaches we have. Between women's soccer, uh, Anson Dorrance, Anson Durance, Durance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, Coach Shelton of of field hockey. Yeah. Shout out to Coach Shelton. Shout out to Coach Shelton. I'm wearing my field hockey hat right now. She's been a coach for 37 or 38 years here in field hockey. I mean, she's practically the Dean Smith of field hockey. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is widely renowned in the sport. I mean, Coach Williams and and Sylvia Hatchell. Yeah, go ahead. I think the the craziest thing, not trying to get back to the last topic, but during – the like, past seven years we've been under this NCAA thing. We've won, I think it was like six six championships. I just championships I just looked that up. Actually, our... we we won basketball in 2017, lacrosse, men's lacrosse in 2016, men's soccer in 2011, women's lacrosse in 2013 and 16, and women's soccer in 2012. Six championships when we had the biggest scandal that this university has has ever been involved in hanging over our heads. I'm just excited to get recruits again, man. Yep. Do you know how many people we, like RIP to Brandon Ingram? Cause he could have been on a championship squad, but I mean, but now he's okay. not like it. Now he's, I mean, I guess, I mean, like, <laughs> like, in the grand scheme of things, like he ended up in a good situation. Like he was still the number two pick, but still like imagine all the recruits that would have come here without that cloud. Yep. Shout out right. to Joel Berry, Justin Jackson and Theo, Theo Pinson. Pinson who came here despite the cloud and the real thick of things. And Tony Bradley. Who, who like, listened to Roy and who trusted Roy, and now they're putting the banner up, and they have the championship, yep, and they get right. to have that for the rest of their life. So 
that I mean, that's the heart and soul of this team this year. And so I thought it was really special watching Joel watch that banner go up. Just he was seeing, in tears, man. Yeah. But, yeah, that's getting ahead of ourselves. So, late night with Roy. How did it go? I thought it went well. I thought I, So I've been to every late night since I've been here. Um, this was by far, even if the banner didn't go up, like as far as like production-wise, that was the best late night. Agreed. Mm-hmm. It was more efficient. Yeah. 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 And I mean, back to it, the women's basketball team did really well in their scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed what I saw in the team. Uh, we have we finally have bigs again. Yeah, they're like, scoring. I was impressed. I don't remember who it was, and I, I mean I feel kind of bad, but the girl, the girl with the red hair, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I do know who you're talking about. Yes, I think she's is she a freshman? She might be a freshman. I think she's a freshman. She was extremely impressive in that scrimmage. I felt like she was really going after rebounds. Are you talking about our big 44? Mm. <laughs> Janelle, Janelle Bailey, I believe is her name, is our biggest recruit that we had this year. Yeah, she I think was, I, she's a McDonald's All American. Yeah, she's six four. Uh, I mean, she was on the glass the whole game, and she had some really good moves. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm excited and drawn. I mean, for basketball season in general, men's and women's, because I mean, I think our women's team is on the rise, and I think with. All of this stuff now over, we're going to see uh, Matt's improvement in our women's basketball team. I would love to see our women's basketball team win a championship again. Just get back to where they were a couple yeah. years ago, yeah. It's time to step by Because we are a fringe Final Four team with Stephanie Vavunga, with Jamie Cherry, Jessica Washington, yep. uh, Alicia Gray, who eventually won a national championship with South Carolina. Good for her. I mean... Mm-hmm. We were pretty dumb. I mean, who knows how Connecticut would have done to us had we met them, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't think it's hard for us to get back to that point with how good of a coach Sylvia is. She's, if I remember correctly, she's the third winningest women's basketball coach of all time. Yep. Which, second active. Still going. The Being third behind those two. <laughs> yeah. Has, it's Pat and um, Gino. 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 Yeah. That's that's pretty amazing company. Like, are yeah. you kidding? Like, two of the most iconic women's basketball coaches. Well, I'm not even gonna, like specify women's. Like, they're two of the most iconic coaches ever. Yeah. Like in any sport, in collegiate, yeah. in sport collegiate sports, sports history. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so good things for that. Shout out to women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Y'all are amazing. Keep doing work. She is actually fourth in all-time wins behind Pat Summit, Tara Vanderveer, Gino Oriema, and she's one win behind Gino. Really? Wow. I think she could pass him this year. What's, what's her win? What's her, what's her win total? Good prediction. She has 990 wins and 374 so losses. We're 10 away. And I think that's very attainable this season, especially with the team that I saw in the scrimmage, which is really Even exciting. in a bad season, 10 yeah. wins is attainable. Mm-hmm. And now, men's basketball. Um, Thank, thanks to Kenny the Jet Smith for coming out and showing out and oh. being a good MC. Yeah. Like, I, you know, after the loss of Stuart Scott, I feel like there was going to be a hole like with late night with Roy, but he's like really come out swinging. Like he's he's come out swinging with all this. Like he, you can tell that he gets it when he comes. Yeah. Like it's not like they just hired some random person. Like they got someone in the family that gets it, and I love that. Because like like when he came out, and he was like, "Oh no, that's not how you do the Tar Heels chant. This is how you do the Tar Heels chant." And he was like, "Tar Heels like." He gets it, man, and I love yeah. it. I love seeing that. Like somebody on that big stage, like he's an Emmy Award winning host, and he's he was a fantastic basketball player, and he he 
came to Carolina, and he like, lo- he, and he, he loves Carolina. Loved, he loves this place, and so you it's can. Fantastic. It's just yet another example of the Carolina basketball family. There, there are some institutions that claim they have a brotherhood or a family <laughs> environment, but I, there's not a single environment that beats Carolina. Nope. In that I don't know. Just, I think the, oh, go, 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 go. I think that uh, I think the coolest thing for me this weekend oh, with late night and Roy, and uh, the day after, I got to see. Uh, my grandpa from back home, and he was a graduate of 1959 here. Wow. So uh, just to be here with someone who had experienced a championship, you know, 60 years ago, uh, and to be, like, both part of raising a banner as part of the men's basketball team just really speaks to how connected over time this team and this program has been. Quickly going back to women's basketball, assuming we win our first nine games, game 10 will be against Furman in Chapel Hill on December 10th. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. I, yeah, I will be yeah, there. We'll be there. <laughs> it's exam time, but I'm going to make that game. I think I think I should be able to go that. That yeah. should be fun. But, yes. Um, uh, after, so we were just talking about Kenny the Smith um, coming out. I feel like, you know, like I was saying it was like more efficient. Like they introduced the team. Except for that. Entire Despacito. Let's let's just move past that. Let's 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 not talk about that. that. (laughs) Uh, You know, we had, we introduced the team, which was lit. And oh my goodness, when they, so I saw a tweet about this, that Joel got the biggest applause. And then when Theo came out, he got a nice applause until he grabbed the the championship. He (laughs) went, hold up one second and ran back, grabbed the championship trophy, ran back out. And it was like a thunderous applause. It was fantastic. That was so cool. Just seeing it. Like it was just, it made such a great reaction with the crowd because everybody knows that what was going on later on in the night. But bringing the championship out too, like it's just crowd response. I mean, I liked it a lot. I can't even say that that's icing on the cake because I feel like all of late night with Roy was icing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Given yes. what happened earlier in the yes. day, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I just, re- I really enjoyed the scrimmage too. So who looked good? Cameron Johnson, first and foremost. I His think. jumper is so pure. It is yes. so good. He. I, it's it's a big comparison with his name in the rafters now, but I think it's fair to say that he could be Justin Jackson two point Well, I think he. I mean, he's. I think he'll be a slightly different player than Justin. I think. I think he'll shoot more efficiently than Justin. I don't think he'll be quite the volume yes, shooter that yes, Justin was. Right. I think he'll shoot more efficiently. I don't think he's going to score twenty every night. I think he could be a J.R. Smith type player for us because yeah. he can be lights out from three. Yeah. But um, the floaters not really as much. I don't think. That's yeah, but he, he but still he attacks the basket. Well at the, he finishes yeah. well at the yes. basket. And I feel like he's a little bit. I don't want to say he's more athletic than Justin because I didn't quite see all of the athleticism from him. But I feel like he he looks a, like he's got a little bit more yeah. on him than Justin did. Yep. So he might have enough. I mean, and he's a proven ACC basketball player. Like he's played in the ACC for two years. Like he he knows how it goes. So he and he knows how physical it is. Um. So he'll be. He's a, he's a good veteran veteran presence on the team. Garrison Brooks, I was impressed. Um, when you had the ball in the post, those post moves were... Yeah. Those are some big boy moves. You you come you look at these guys and they're coming straight out of high school and you expect them to have a little bit of a drop-off in college. But, like, not that this was a real game, but, like, he was he looked comfortable out there. You that know? was the second year in a row I've seen freshmen with post moves that have been like, he's going to be Good. pretty it's, great. Especially with Roy Williams being the, like, post guy guru that he is just, I mean, seeing that initial quality from the big guys and knowing that Roy will continue to improve 
can improve throughout the season yeah. really is uh, encouraging. I think Garrison Brooks and uh, Brandon Huffman are going to be fantastic for mm-hmm. us this year. Like, I feel like as the year goes along and their game develops, like, as they get a little bit older, like, I feel like they'll be really key for us. I don't think – I think if they do their jobs – and they adjust to the college game well that we won't need to play small ball like everyone assumes we're going to have to. And if Sterling Manley can do the same thing, like we'll, I feel like we have our, our trio of big men and we'll be back to having Isaiah Kennedy and, and Tony yeah. like 2.0. It's all about the development. I mean, yeah. it might not be this year for people like Sterling and other members, and, like yeah. some of the incoming members, but two, three years, they're going yeah. to be, be right good. there. And, and, you know, it's when you look at them, they don't look like they just came out of high school. No, they, they got some. They got some muscle on them. They're some big boys. They're, they're no, Brandon Huffman. It was reported like how much of his body fat he lost already being in Jonas's uh, tra- conditioning program. Uh, that he's already lost like twenty pounds of fat, and he's like lost so many. Listen, with what he did with Kennedy, yeah, that man is he could do magic. Works some magic. He's a magician. <laughs> I just need him to play big. That's mm-hmm. all I need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I felt like he had a like of the three. I think Brandon had the best above the rim play of the three where Garrison had the best post moves of the three. Uh, and the exci- most exciting point, like the people that stood out for me are the incoming first years yep. in Cameron. And so it, it shows me that this team's again going to have a deep team. Not, uh, I mean, it seemed that we were going to be thin with the experience, inexperience of the bigs, but all around with our new people, we look good because people Jalik Felton. We keep forgetting about Jalik Felton. Mm-hmm. He was he had attacking some the basket. Moves. Yes, attacking the basket, not afraid of contact. He kind of carried it a couple he, times. Uh, but. He has to say he needs to work on his uh, his his carry moves. But. but no, but like the the point the point still stands that he has handles. Yes, he has handles. He has he can, handles, and he has the attitude he has to handles. back up the handles, and he can finish at the basket that was what impressed me is not only that could he get past that initial line of defense is once he got past that he was able to create space enough for himself to finish with strong at the basket also andrew playtech <laughs> made theo look silly on that one he player. had some handles yes yeah he does he got past our be- arguably best defender for a nice layup and i was like See, okay this I is what i'm this. saying like if we we have like these freshmen coming in they could be serious, man. Mm-hmm. Like they could add some really needed depth to this team. And if like if Kenny Williams can start feeling his shot, he looked really, really good. He was so? getting some big man rebounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Shooting was, wise, his, his shot wasn't falling, yeah. but, but still, yeah, he no. those rebounds that he was getting were rebounds that I'd be happy if a guy like Luke May was getting, and he's a shooting guard. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to note, uh, even though his shot wasn't falling, he still nursing that I think it was a torn meniscus that he suffered mm-hmm. over uh, the summer. And so he's still recovering from that. So I think once his body uh, fully recovers from that injury, he'll be able to feel comfortable with the shot again, and he'll be able to really start contributing to the team. And I think uh, another player uh, that kind of went under the radar during the night is uh, Seventh Woods. I think uh, even starting some last year, I think from the beginning of the year last year, to now, he's really cleaned up uh, his his moves. He's really become a lot more self aware on the court, and he's he's not turning the ball over. He's making smart passes. He's finishing at the rim, which was an issue for him a little bit last year. Yep. If but, his if his shot improves and he keeps the attitude that makes him seventh, him and Jalik Felton, 
in, the, in a year or two. It's, that is a heck of a backcourt. It's a backcourt. <laughs> what the biggest? We got CJ McCollum and Dame out here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The biggest um, improvement I saw from the beginning, from him beginning of last year to the end of last year, at the beginning he was an inefficient ball handler. There was a lot of dribbling, a lot of wasted time of him just standing around the perimeter waiting for something to happen. By the end, he was more facilitating the offense, and I think he's going to do more of that coming into this year. You want to talk about Brandon Robinson? Yeah, B-Rob looked, B-Rob B-Rob looked good. really good, yeah. The issue with B-Rob, as good as he looked, is that he's just he's not in the right body for what he wants to do because optimally he's going to be a three-stretch four, and he's really in a swing man's body, which it's a shame, but I think he's been making – Real, he's been doing really well with the tools he has. Yeah. And yeah. he looked like he improved a significant amount over the summer. Yeah, he did. I mean, he was hitting jumpers coming out of dribble moves that looked ridiculous, like yeah. visually looked ridiculous. I think he's going to be a guy that we can insert into uh, a bunch of different positions in the lineup, and he's just going to cause other teams issues just because he has such versatility over the two, the three, the four that he yeah. could play. Same as Theo. Like, Theo yeah. Exactly. exactly. If Theo can learn to shoot the ball. I mean, he hit and two threes. Not- <laughs> he, 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 he can still look better than they have looked in the past. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm yes, hopeful but about that. Also, it's feast or famine with Theo, so I'm not going to judge him off one night. But if he's hitting his shot consistently this year, we say that Joel's our candidate for player of the year, but if Theo's hitting his shot, he could very well contend for national player of the year because he is someone who causes nightmares for the other team Theo, defensively and if he's if he can play offensively then offensively Theo because can, he's it's sorry he he's okay he's like you. the perfect mix between a two and a four I'm, I'm confident in saying that Theo like if Theo was like if Theo could have some consistency like he could legitimately average like seven like six seven assists a game just because he He's a good slasher, and he is so aware. Like, he has a really good basketball IQ, and, like, he knows where everyone is on the floor. He knows who's going to rotate when he drives, and he knows exactly where he wants to put the ball. Like, I think a realistic expectation for him is 8-8-5. Eight, eight, and five. Yeah. I think – I mean, he's never going to – I don't think he's ever going to be, like, a like a lights-out, sh- like, shooter, I don't think. But he can slash to the rim. If he just gets confident with slashing to the rim, creating space, um, yeah, I mean – I, one thing, when we play, uh, like, Syracuse or, like, anyone that plays zone, I feel like our big guys looked good enough with touch around the rim where there can be kind of a zone buster. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we, ha- if we have shooters, like, I think we're going to have, like, with Cam and Andrew Playtech and Joel who can re- – Joel, seeing Joel on two healthy ankles is was beautiful, man. Oh it was beautiful. I we're going to see – jump, though. We're going to see angry Joel all season, and I love it. He's like a bulldog, dude. He's fantastic. Yeah. Also, I think that if there's any player on the team that has a chance at having an outrageous night and having something like a triple-double or a 5-5-5, Theo's that guy. It's, it's Theo, yeah. And I think this is going to be his season, and I'm really excited for Theo it. Pinson I love Theo. Season. <laughs> We've been waiting on it for four years. We have. Coming. Yep. All right, so let's move on from basketball. Um, UNC lost to UVA on Saturday. Moving on to the NFL. Um, <laughs> is, 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 is there anything that we're all in agreement here? Wanted to? I don't want to talk about it. Um, one one real quick note: Michael Carter can play football. <laughs> he can play, play football real well. I 
And yeah, that's yeah, about I it. I saw it with my that's eyes. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. the, play, the play calling was so much better. It yes, was better. Dude. We went to our run game was a lot more successful. We only ran one bubble screen. <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure what else we could have done with everyone that we had. We obviously had bad mistakes, like those interceptions. That are those are on, just overthrows by Brandon Harris, um, and then um, we had the egregious face mask call that was missed, which I guess we shouldn't have been that. There's like no guarantee that we would have gotten the play. Like, okay, if we're gonna like, do this, we're gonna do this. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can at the very least we can talk about that face mask call. My thing is, if even if we got that call, we could not throw the ball. No. So, like, I don't know. What would have happened? I mean, we could have potentially run it into the end zone with a big play, but, like, I don't know how much we trusted it. I just hate that the call wasn't made. Like, that. Like I saw it not looking at the screen. I was watching the game with my two eyes, like, on the field, and I saw that face mask. <laughs> like, not – because you sometimes when I'm nervous, I turn around and I watch the screen, like, mm-hmm. above my head. But, no, I, I like, watching them on the other side of the field, I saw the face mask. And I didn't know they didn't call anything. So it just frustrated me. I think overall, uh, this was the first week I felt like our coaching staff put our team in a position in which they could pull out a win, and it was just unfortunate that we just don't have the talent on the field to make that happen. That, yeah. uh, but at least I felt this week that we had done everything we could to, to yeah. try to win. Yeah. Well, what did you say the line was for Virginia Tech next week? Uh, 22 points. I think that's a conservative value. <laughs> yep. In Blacksburg, they're a really good team. Yeah. I'm excited to hear interesting men one more time, though. That's where I'm going. <laughs> I, I want to see that intro. I'd be like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> I still have time to decide, right? He hasn't I made think the so. list yet. But it's th- mm. that stadium shakes when they have their intro, so it's an experience. Do it. Do it. As someone it. who hasn't been able to travel <laughs> this it. year, I'm still excited. If we're able to keep it within 20 points, I will have had – a great day. <laughs> that's that's moral victory. Georgia, Georgia Tech game was fun, and we got stomped. So yeah. I, don't know, I might do it. Are we going to chalk up this season to hashtag moral victory season? <laughs> uh, all right, NFL Turner, you want to start? Y'all won today. Yeah, we did win today. We uh, we pulled that pulled it out with the uh, 2009 All Star squad. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much, by the way. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, Adrian Peterson, uh, I think is like Joel Berry. And when he's mad, uh, he plays really well. He had, I think like 26 or 27 carries for 134 yards, which I was never expecting. I just wanted him to just create room for the passing game to operate, but he did way above that. Um, we tried to lose the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, Y'all really did. We really, really, really did. Really did. Y'all almost um, panthered it. We almost <laughs> panthered it. Uh, I think that was in large fact because Patrick Peterson was not in the field uh, for most of the second half, and that just completely changes the dynamic of our defense. Uh, but we pulled out the W. Uh, we're now 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Still uh, fi- finding it out with the Rams and the Seahawks. So I was very, uh, very pleased with today. Cool. Browns looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> we were down 30-3. to three. 33 to 3, excuse me, going into the fourth quarter. And then we had a pick six and a garbage time touchdown. So don't let the 33 17 deceive you. It was not at all a close game. Kevin Hogan had 140 passing yards and three interceptions and four sacks. Mm. Not good. 
That's no bueno. Just hoping that we make the right pick out of Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold in the draft this year. I swear if y'all take Sam Darnold, I I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's very good at all. I don't know. I just hope we make the right decision. Speaking of not good, let's (laughs) talk about the Panthers game. Oh, we were in a position to win. You know, if it, you know, thinking on it, it's not the worst loss in the world. It's not. It's really not. The Eagles are a good team. They're a good team. It's just the fact that we were in such a good position to win. And if it wasn't for just stupid mistakes and like atrocious play, uh, yeah, good lord, atrocious play calling at the towards the end with three and three a half shots, minutes to three, go, three shots downfield. Like, are you kidding me, Mike Shula? Like. Go ahead, Colby. <laughs> I was... Say Matt, something before I blow up. <laughs> Matt, saw, Matt saw me in coffee shop because I was watching it at Trivia. I was apoplectic. Like, I I didn't know what to say. There were, we're on the 30-yard line. There's three and a half minutes to go. We need a touchdown. Yep. And we're just throwing bombs, Hail Marys down the field for no good reason. And I understand that. Like, I feel like this team just doesn't understand, or whoever's calling plays doesn't understand that we can take it 10 yards at a time. They feel like they need to get 50, everything like at once. 40 yards, 30, like every play. When you, if you take it, if you methodically drive down the field, that's when we're the best, when we're driving, not when we launch it downfield. Like we can do that, but you can't do it three plays in a row. And then it ended in an interception. So like the fact that Cam had three interceptions, two, like, I would argue that at least one or two of them were not his fault because Jonathan Stewart just I say that dropped. Two of them were not his fault. One of him, he, um, Trey Turner got bullied by yeah. Fletcher Cox. Yeah, he did. I saw that one. Um, and, um, the other his, one, Jonathan Stewart. Just, hit. The other one, Jonathan Stewart just popped up in the air and was caught. Um, and then the last one was on cam. It was completely on cam. And another really concerning stat is the fact that we had 80 yards rushing, but 71 of those came from Cam Newton. Yeah. The we fact, don't, again, we, we do not win when we don't have 100 yards rushing or the, hold other, the other team, team. puts yeah. up 100 The fact yards that. Jonathan Stewart had negative four yards rushing. Like Cur- Curtis Samuel is se- was second in our rushing category. <laughs> That's unacceptable. That's not putting yourself in the position. To- no. I think I know what caused it. Did you leave that jersey on the wall like you did? Say? Yeah, the Keekly jersey was up. So I guess you got to find a new formula. Well, Keekly went out with yeah. a concussion. Did he not? Um, my sister wears her. She, every time she's worn her Cam Newton jersey that I got her, um, we've lost. So she so can't wear that anymore. That on fire. Yeah, sorry, Chels. <laughs> All right, uh, Titans play tomorrow. Yeah, we're playing Monday Night Football against the Indianapolis Colts. Can Demarco Murray do something, please? <laughs> I'm so sick of watching him. Like, Hopefully, Indianapolis will let us do something. I mean, like I am so tired of having him on my fantasy squad, collecting dust and not giving me any points. <laughs> I, I, I swear, it all hinges and it's all contingent on Marcus Mariota's health. If he's there, the team is there, but you can tell that we're a different team when he's not on the field and he's not healthy. So uh, he's still questionable at this point. I hope he can play tomorrow. Uh, the Colts won't have luck, and so uh, we'll see what happens on their side. Uh, hopefully we can pull Would you out. say they don't have luck on their side? Um, moving on to week seven, <laughs> Turner. Well, uh, right before we do that, I think it's important to mention, you know, mention as UNC fans that Mitch – Pulled out the W today. Oh, yeah, we were going to talk about that. He did. He did. He did. Congrats. The Bears tried their hardest to blow that game, but they went to overtime. Um, well, because they were up 10. 
The Ravens mm-hmm. hit a field goal, kicked it off. They got the ball back, or they returned a punt for a touchdown <laughs> is what happened. Yeah, I wasn't able to watch a lot of that game, but um, Mitch looked good. down. He looked like the Mitch that we saw last year um, in overtime. It's just I just hate the fact that they're not letting him really throw, and I understand it. They're, not, they're just like, he had like what, like, he had like eighteen throws or something. Yeah, yeah. So it was like you know, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. Rip. Yeah, he's probably out for the season, man. Like I hate that for him because isn't it crazy? We've we've lost arguably the the best running back in the game, the best defensive end in the game, the best um, wide receiver wide receiver in the mm. game in Odell Beckham Jr. and the best QB in the game. That's there's something in the water this year. Like, I feel like lots of major players are getting injured. It's a horrible year for quarterbacking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, the Falcons choked a 17 nothing lead. <laughs> to the Smoking Jay. Elite, elite quarterback, Jay Cutler. The man who drops back. <laughs> like <laughs> Which really made the loss on Thursday not as bad. Yeah. Because we still lead the South. Like, this man... Why am I reading this? <laughs> this man, like... I feel like every time he drops back in the pocket, he has to take a puff from a cigarette or something. Like, <laughs> like ah, Jesus, I got to throw this again. Thanks to Jay Ajaji uh, for finally having a productive fantasy game. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now. Now. Week seven. Um, all right, so the Cardinals have the Rams in London. Um, I have no idea how to feel about that game. It's... Uh, so it's just a weird time frame. It's like a neutral-ish site. Um, the Rams look really good. So I don't know if we can pull out the victory, but I think if there's any advantage to be had, it's that they don't get a home game against us this year, and that we'll be able to play them like a neutral site. So hopefully we can scrape it out. Hopefully uh, the old guys can keep on kicking and get us a W, but we'll see. My Browns are playing Mavs Titans. I'll give us the L. <laughs> I'm getting to watch this lose in person. Maverick, do you have any comments on that? Aaron's mother offered me a, uh, their season ticket to come up to Cleveland and watch the game, but I had to unfortunately decline. Ugh. You're not a real fan. Sorry. <laughs> I, I got to tighten up. The uh, Carolina Panthers play the Chicago Bears. Yeah, we're facing Mr. Biscuit. Mr. Biscuit. So. This is a very big conflict for me because I would like to see Mitch Trubisky flourish. Go get him. <laughs> <laughs> you want Julius Peppers to ruin his life? Go get him. Oh my god. <laughs> Give him a good old welcome to the NFL. Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean I think we I play think, better on the road for some reason. So I understand. But yeah, I think we'll get uh our offense will return to form. I feel like well not that they did awful. I think our running game let me let me I think our running game will return to form. I think our defense will do well if especially if Keekley is back. Um, for that game, although I wouldn't rush him um, coming back, I think we would want to be a little cautious with him. Um, yeah, I mean, Mitch Trubisky being a, I almost said freshman, a <laughs> rookie quarterback with le- legitimately no wide receivers to throw to of any worth. Yeah. Uh, he's in a hard situation. The last time we proved a herald, we um, played against a heralded rookie quarterback. Um, we ended Johnny Football season. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Ouchies! <laughs> oh, God, 
You had to remind me about Johnny football. <laughs> hey, that, hey, them ending his career had to be at least a moral victory for the Browns. <laughs> oh. I mean, what if Johnny football was still your quarterback? He couldn't be worse than Kevin Hogan. <laughs> I could like hear the disappointment in your voice as you said that, the life exiting your body. Uh, anybody else have anything for the NFL? Jay Cutler is an elite quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Joe Flacco and uh, Blake Bortles. And Jacoby Brissett from yeah. QBU. 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 All right. Also, wait, wait, wait. Before we move on, I want to point out that multiple other whoever accounts have likened Mike Lennon to a giraffe. So that <laughs> reference that I made like two podcasts ago was not just completely out of the blue, okay? Just saying. He's a giraffe. He's a giraffe. So, Aaron, God, this is, this is not a good podcast oh, no. for you. How much time do you want? You don't even need to set a time limit. Oh, <laughs> no. All right. Aaron's baseball corner. Let's go. I just want to preface this by saying that I was like, I was being gentle with like you as like when they lost, like I give you a lot of shit, but I, would, <laughs> I understand, dude. <laughs> it's okay. So the Indians lost. <laughs> uh, that it sucked. I mean, when it came down to it, we had to hit and we couldn't plain and simple. And it hurts. I'll be honest. I mean, after we lost on Thursday, no, Wednesday, Wednesday, yes, Wednesday, uh, it was about, it was, a, it was around midnight, and I walked over to an empty Keenan Stadium and I screamed my head off for a half hour. I'm just more surprised that nobody called the police or like tried <laughs> to check inside the stadium for you. <laughs> I was not doing well those ne- that night or that next day. Hmm. Yeah. And it was all hugs for Aaron. It's yeah, still no. a fresh wound. It hurts. Yeah. Do you have like a prediction for who you think is going to actually win the World Series? I'm not watching any more playoff no. baseball. You know, but do you have a prediction of anybody? No. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I guess that concludes it. I, I, Aaron's I, final baseball I, I, under, I understand Russell Westbrook said that he didn't watch any of the rest of the playoffs last year after the Thunder got eliminated because it was too painful. And I understand what he means now because, like, I legitimately have to look away when baseball comes on. Are we officially putting a a close on Aaron's baseball corner? Opening day is March 29th. (laughs) I'm counting down the days. The corner is closing. We're back to a circle. We will see you then. (laughs) Actually, we have another corner coming oh. up. Oh, up. Boy. up. And from the ashes, another corner rises. <laughs> Turner's soccer corner. All right. I get, yeah. Which is actually just a rant. <laughs> it's just a rant. I'll try to keep this short and sweet. I'm going to give you so a minute for it. Is going to be about U.S.? This is about the U.S. Mention. Oh, man. Team. Okay. Oh, dear. Two minutes, me and you. Let's do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so if you haven't heard, our U.S. men's national team somehow... Booty. <laughs> Somehow found a way to not qualify for the 2018 World Cup, which is something that we haven't done since 1986. And uh, regard, there's a lot that feeds into that. But my parents didn't know each other in 1986. Yeah, <laughs> and what what agonizes me more there's there's been a lot that's been going on, and there's a lot wrong with our soccer system. 
But just to have us in the last World Cup be put in the group of death with Ghana, Portugal, and Germany, and somehow advance to the quarterfinals of a World Cup was ridiculous. And then now, just years later, we lose to a country that has just over a million people. And like, hats off to Trinidad and Tobago. They outplayed us and they got a win under their belts. They didn't qualify either, but like, that's a great victory for them. But just to see us just fail in what should have been a pretty, you know, guaranteed moment for us was just really, really frustrating. All we had to do was not lose. All we had to do was not lose. And so, I don't know. I guess from this point, I just, I want everyone to just clean house. We have, we have, uh, oh gosh, I can't say his name right, but it's like Polisnik, I think. Something like that. Polisic. Yeah, Polisic. Yeah. Um, and I think just build around him. He's Wonder young. Kid. Wonder, he's a wonder kid. He's going to do great things. Uh, I think you just got to put a bunch of young, fresh legs. You got to establish a system. And yeah, hope. but he's, he's 19. The next time the World Cup comes around, he's going to be 23. We're wasting four years of his prime. Uh, and it and it it saddens me to see uh, uh, guys like Dempsey and guys like Tim Howard who have poured so much into this system and have really fought to like get the renown, the public renown that they've gotten. And like Tim Howard had the last World Cup he had, where he kept kept us in that quarterfinal game against Belgium and made like, yeah, some of the did. most ridiculous <laughs> saves I've ever seen a goalie make. And just to see the team fail him and. He won't see another World Cup, I mean, because he's pretty much reaching the end of his career, and it's just really sad to see, uh, you know, class acts like those guys not be able to uh, at least have one more crack at it. So, I don't know. That's all I got to say. Just really, really frustrated. I'm past frustrated. I'm angry. Yes. I Frustrated <laughs> is, is, my, uh, is my gentle term for how I feel. All right. Moving on. It's Star Wars time. It's time. <laughs> now, out of respect for both Aaron and Colby, I'm I'm going to mute my mic and cover my ears so cool. y'all can I'm about to put spoil on noise headphones. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get y'all when we're done. Watch. Let us know when we're good. Give us a timer. <laughs> what a change. What a method, metamorphosis. So you should just watch the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the trailer. Turner, did you watch it? I did watch it. Okay. So, so we're, we're going to have some fun. Yes. All right. I'm going to give you... How loud am I talking? I have noise-canceling headphones Yeah, you're on. fine. I'm fine? Okay. I'm going to give you all two, three minutes. Three minutes okay. is good. Yeah. Three minutes. Ready and go. Oh, my gosh. There was a lot... There was, okay. So first off, there's a lot of misdirection going yes, on in this trailer. Absolutely. So much. People were complaining about how this was like giving too much away. I think they're smarter than that. Yes, there was a lot of misdirection things. in this trailer. You don't put those pivot if they they put made it seem like there's so many pivotal scenes in this. They wouldn't put that in a trailer. No, they're they're going to save that for the movie itself. So the scene with Kylo uh, and, and uh, Leia, Leia, you could tell in the background there was no one actually freaking out because you could tell it was during a space battle. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gives a hint that it, it's two different moments. And the two frames with um, Ray and Kylo yeah. were two different. There were two different planets, mm-hmm. I feel like, because one had, like, fire raining down, yeah. and the other one had... It was just kind of, like, the same kind of shade, but it wasn't quite as chaotic. Yeah. My friend Alex and I were discussing the scenes, and we think that what she's saying when she's like, I need someone to show me my place in all this, it, is a continuation of what she says at the beginning. She said, something... It, there's always been something inside me, and now it's awake. And then she says, I need to find... And she's like, 
and because of that, I need someone. I think she's. Me. I think she was talking to Luke. Oh, she, I think so. I think too. it was like a campfire around mm-hmm. Luke. So yeah, yeah. Go Terry. Um. So, as a precursor to what I'm about to say, I uh, unfortunately have never seen the prequel movies, which is <laughs> which. Unfortunately, quotation marks. Unfo- yeah. Um, so I, I can't call myself the biggest uh, Star Wars fan, but I do, do appreciate the movies. Um, I felt like this trailer was uh, pretty good. I felt like it was kind of misleading to just hype us all up, which I don't mind because it hyped it's me perfect. up. I'm it hyped me up uh, a big deal. I'm just hoping that uh, the last movie to me, I, I did love Episode Seven, uh, but it, it felt kind of like it was setting this movie up. So I really hope that this movie... Uh, decides to maybe not play it safe and maybe go some places. I don't know exactly where I want those places to be, but just do something that is unexpected. Because I feel like the last movie... They played it safe with the last movie, which is what they needed to do. Right, right, right. It worked out perfectly. I loved it. I loved The Force Awakens. Agreed. I feel like they did enough differently while also hearkening back to the original series, which is fine. Now I think they need to take a leap with this one and kind of define itself... And like, really show people what this series is going to be because this is a pivotal. This is literally the pivotal this, movie. This is the pivotal this is movie. It. This is the movie. And I was having a conversation with, uh, I think it was Sam. Um, so shout out to Sam if you're listening, I guess. Uh, um, and he was talking about how hopefully maybe this movie we get something where uh, maybe instead of this whole dark side, light side battle that we've had across the series maybe we have some sort of gray uh area where you know you know yeah, yeah no, it's, I like know some it's, it's yeah. the balance of the force you know I, and going back to what you said david the biggest thing that people had like the biggest issue with episode seven is that it was too much like episode four from when i got out of this trailer uh we are getting a completely original star wars movie i am i have my utmost trust in ryan johnson and i think the one quote from Luke says it all. He says, uh, this, this is, is not going to be go the way that you think. I think that it's twofold. Not It's something within the story itself, but he's speaking to Star Wars fans. This movie is not going to go the way you think, and I think that is awesome. I am excited. I am very excited. I, yeah. That's okay. right. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Welcome back, Aaron Welcome back. and Colby. Non-spoiler alert, the four of us got tickets uh, the, same the opening night. night. <laughs> At uh, South Point, we're going to go watch it together in the same theater, and then we're going to give our Star Wars review that night. It's I was in the middle of a staff meeting. I might go take notes. I might bring a, a notepad and like. I was thinking about bringing a notepad, but I was in the staff a staff meeting when um, the tickets came out, and like as soon as I got out, I called Aaron. I was like, "Aaron, buy me two tickets." <laughs> so it's going to be the four of us and my girlfriend <laughs> going to see this movie. I'm, I'm, just, I'm so excited! I'm so excited! It's going to be really good. Should be fun. All right. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. We're going to have a review episode in December. It's going to be like two hours long, and it's going to be fantastic. I don't know about two hours. It's going to have hours. Are we going to do it right after? I would love that. I would love it. I'd be down. Okay. I don't have anywhere to go. Midnight to 2 a.m. Recording session. Yeah. It's exam week. People might need a, a breather. They can come listen to our Star Wars review. By that point, hopefully I'll have seen all of the Star Wars films because I plan to do I have them all. Break. If you need them, hit me up. I might have to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on. Cool. On Twitter questions. So, first one. Um, 
watch the first episode or couple of Big Mouth um, on Netflix and tell me what you think at Nick Bafia. How many of us have seen Big Mouth? I have. I have as well. <laughs> I, I have not. I have. I have not as either. <laughs> it's pretty. I have not as either. <laughs> as either. I was trying to say as well or either, and it just didn't work out there. I is articulate. Does I someone articulate. want to give a premise for the... So it's basically... A replacement for all of those terrible puberty videos that you watched in, like, fifth and sixth grade. (laughs) And it makes it 100% better. Because John Mulaney and Nick Kroll voice a lot of the characters. Oh, I'm I'm into this now. I had no idea. This is this is a song every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Life is an effed up mess. (laughs) We also have appearances from uh, Maya Rudolph, Jordan Peele. Um, Jordan Peele plays the ghost of Duke Ellington. Yes, <laughs> Kristen yes. Wiig is in it too. She Kristen plays. Wiig, yes. uh, actually, I can't even say what she plays. <laughs> so Never mind. <laughs> no, it's a r- really smart show. It's very yeah. It's very tongue in cheek. Very. It's very self aware, and it's very. I don't want to say informational, but like, but like it kind of it kind of is informational. Like I feel like. I don't want to say like every middle schooler should watch it because it's so vulgar. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so the most vulgar. Yeah. It's so it's it's very irreverent. Yes, <laughs> but like at the same time, if I would have like known some of this stuff when I was like eleven, twelve, thirteen, like I would have been such a better human being for it. I think this is for the the college kid who went through it all and can look at this and be like and totally relate to it. Yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Like the first episode when you're talking about how to kiss somebody, I'm like, I have had this conversation. <laughs> oh, no, and it went a similar way. You're you want to try to, like, you want to try to fit the tongue underneath their tongue <laughs> and melt it what, like a Claritin or something like that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I know, like, I know what I'm watching tonight. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I study for my exam. Completely, and the. Can we agree that the best part of the whole series is the hormone monsters? Yes. Yeah, the hormone <laughs> monsters are great. <laughs> now you want to lie in your bed and cry yourself until no sound comes out. Oh. You will now refer to your mom as Shannon. When Shannon enters the room, you're going to tell Shannon to leave the room in a rage. Fantastic. Leave my room, Shannon! So yeah, big endorsement on Big Mouth. Yes. Yes. Fantastic show. It's great. Um, Yeah. Nothing but good things. Next question from um, my friend Josh at a bank, Pinoy. Where are you dressing up as for Halloween? Who has a Halloween costume yet? I don't yet. I have to go to Party City like now. I'm picking between a couple. And I'm also, I guess I need advice on picking one of the two. So You should be ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. So, <laughs> option number one. I'm shooketh. <laughs> that, is not, that is not option number one. That's like, <laughs> David made me shooketh. Again. Again. So, option number one is being Hitman, which oh, I think is... That's fantastic. That's really good. It's a really good. easy one for me to do because I have a black suit and I have a red tie and I just need to put a barcode on the back of my head. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm about getting all up, getting people getting all up in my business when I'm wearing a nice suit. Yeah, that's true. So that's a possible negative of it. The Franklin, other, there are a lot of fluids yeah, on Franklin. Yeah, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I'm a little apprehensive. Yeah. 
Because I don't want stuff getting spilled on my suit. Yeah. And then option two is I could wear my Tim Couch Browns jersey, put a piece of tape over the C, and wear a paper bag over my head so that it says, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I go with option two. I think they would both get good responses, but option two is obviously much more recognizable. Yeah, I would say so. Because not everyone has seen Hitman. I haven't seen Hitman. I just know what he looks like. The games are fantastic, too. I've played one of the iPhone games. Yeah. All right. Uh, So I do have a Halloween costume. Uh, I'm going to be the Red Power Ranger as a part of uh, a group of the sophomore uh, alto saxophones. We're all going to dress up as the Power Rangers. And it should be fun. Our costumes just got in the mail, so I should be able to try it on soon. Uh, It is a morph suit. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I've never worn a more suit before, but uh, I'm really excited because uh, I was not able to participate in Halloween last year because I had to work on Halloween night until midnight. So it'll be a good good year for me. Which is your favorite Power Ranger? Um, the red one because that's that's who I am. Wrong. It's blue. It's the best one. So you, so you're saying Tiger is better than me? Is what you're saying? Yeah, Tiger's okay. a lot nicer to me. <laughs> Shout out to Tiger, I guess. <laughs> Math. As my Twitter poll told me I was going to be, I have decided to be a WWE wrestler. I'm that means to... that he's going to be coming out in wrestling trunks and nothing else. Oof. Oh, no. I'm going to have a superstar shirt on. I, I, I'm going to save that for later. Can you have but... a unitard? No. <laughs> I, Can you please? I, I'm like a John Cena type with shorts, oh, okay. like wrestling shorts and my shirt, I have my championship belt. I'm going to try to get some knee pads and take my uh, my hands up, get some gloves. I'm going to look legit, hopefully. I'm going to open a can on somebody. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm going to be for Halloween yet. Um, I'm going to go. Odds are a minion for Halloween. Uh, zero. <laughs> oh, you want to do this right now? Yeah. A thousand. Okay. One. One. Two, three, three, two. Frick. <laughs> Frick. Uh, I am going to be an RA for Halloween. Ouch. It's Making okay. sure all the kitties. I'm grown. I don't need. Are you going like, to are you, are you wear a costume? No. You're well, boring. it's like, I just like going out to Franklin and seeing all the cool costumes. Like someone was in like a full on mech suit on Franklin Yo, last, last year. year. That, last that, year was, that was really that was cool. pretty fun. So, you know, I just like going, and I have a couple, like, my brother's going to come up um, and stay with me, and also, well, my best friend, Garrett, shout out to Garrett Reedling, he snapped me to give him a shout out on this podcast, here it is, um, they're both going to come up, and they've, Garrett came once uh, to Franklin on Halloween, but my brother's a freshman at NC State, and so he's never experienced it, so we'll see how that goes. Speaking of, like, having positions, like, or costumes related to that, like, I was seriously considering being an orientation leader. And like coming in my full regalia and seeing how many, and I like, I have my uh, number thing too. And I was going to see how many people I could get to follow me up Franklin Street. <laughs> I, I almost did that, but I might do that. Uh, Kappa Kappa Psi is having our uh, social event for the month where we're, you can wear a secondary costume or like a costume you were going to wear but aren't going to wear. So I'm probably going to do that, that. Yeah, I think I might be Hitman at that one. But also, I want to get a minion costume and be a minion. Of course you do. So, um, last question. What's the TV show everyone seems to love, but you just can't get into? Um, from Sandra at Sandra Says. Big Brother. 
I love Big Brother. <laughs> Big Brother is so great. Oh, it's the greatest, greatest reality but I, it's show. It's like Big Brother and any of like the Bachelor, Bachelorette shows. Yo, this year's Bachelorette, that see, was wild. You see what I mean? Like, I actually have legitimately watched a few episodes of both of those shows. And I just cannot. I Bachelor don't, sucks. Bachelorette's better. I don't understand the merit. I don't get the merit in watching those shows. I think it's dumb, but... <laughs> See, Big Brother, for me, it has, like, enough of a strategic element that I can watch it like sports. That's fair. So I, I can, like, strategize in my head and do that kind of stuff with Big Brother. So that's why I watch it, at least. I don't know why Aaron watches it. I just think it's fun to watch. I agree that it's fun strategically to watch, but also I like trashy people starting fights with each other. <laughs> you like the drama. Yeah, the drama is very fun. It is really, really fun. Um, Matt, do you have one? Mine has to be actually uh, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory sucks. It does uh, suck. And it's only because it's not on Netflix. Like Shows that don't hit Netflix or something I can't watch, and so it's hard for me to get into it. Y'all go back around. I actually just thought of one, but everyone else go around. Um, okay, so mine was, it, I don't think it's running anymore, but mine was Psych, uh, which is like a sitcom type like detective thing, and I just, I could never take it seriously, and I never found it that funny, and my two best friends in high school loved it and watched it and always gave me crap for like never getting into it, but I just I couldn't get into it. I also hate Big Bang Theory, um, but I'm not going to get into that now because I'm going to say a lot of things that I should not say on here about Big Bang Theory. But I also the, have words about Big Bang Theory, but I won't right now. But all I know the, is my, my parents watching, so I always hear my parents are always telling me when it's Bang Bang time, <laughs> and I, I was like, "Well," but they're watching Big Bang yeah, Theory on television. Run, <laughs> Bang Bang. Um, a show that a show that I tried getting into that everyone loves that I couldn't get into is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Granted, I only gave it, like, five episodes, but, like, it didn't really do anything for me. Like, I'd rather just watch The Office another time. I have three now that I think about it. Okay, um, first one I thought of was um, 30 Rock. Like, it's funny enough, but, like, I was never, like, a huge 30 Rock fan. Um, Second, Dragon Ball Z. I I hate you so much. I... I never got into it. What I do you mean you why. can't get into an, uh, a show that takes five episodes to charge <laughs> yeah. up a super, <laughs> like, to charge to go Super Saiyan or uh, or and find out get next a spirit week bomb going. on Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, I just I couldn't. I don't know why, but I couldn't take ten episodes to charge a spirit bomb. Um, the last one, Sense Eight. Everyone told mm. me that I would love Sense Eight, and like, it's just not interesting to me. Like. I don't know. Like, it's a cool concept, but I don't think it was executed very well. Um, That's fair. It's from the Wachowskis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did the Matrix and all that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't do it. Mine, okay, my actual number one is the one the one that everyone actually, I feel like, watches is How I Met Your Mother. Also. No. Oh, such a I good show. Have, I, love oh, I don't so watch much. that either. That's another one. Wait, wait, That's wait. a good one. Am I the only one here that likes How I Met Your Mother? No, I watched it. Oh, I okay, loved okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I hated the ending. But I feel like no, that's a general mm, We're consensus. not going to get that discussion. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. No, like, I watched a few episodes, and I was just like, I, yeah, it is what it is. I've never seen one full episode of How I Met Your Mother. Okay, I've well not, then... I haven't, well then I, I haven't gotten into it. 
I guess that's true, but like I haven't seen one full episode of Game of Thrones, but I'm still like planning to watch it. That's another point. one that I can't get into. I just have no motivation to watch Game of Thrones. I tried watching. It took me three times of trying to watch Game of Thrones to actually sit down and like commit to binge watching it. And now you know. And now I'm season six. Yeah. How much? I finished season five recently, like gotcha. so I'm on episode one, and I did not hate season five as much as everyone I else did five. at the time if i would have saw it live i yeah. would have hated it because of how the ending of the season went we had to Correct. spend a year and a half yeah. not knowing what was going on yeah that's the, fair the dorn storyline sucks the sand, the sand snakes, snakes sucked, sucked. Very. Dude, i thought they were gonna suck for different reasons but they sucked because they didn't do anything season seven I th- in my opinion makes up for it eh. i think i think it was a cool scene okay that was mine all right weekly trivia recap um we were split up this week, so it was hard to say how we did. So sad. Um, cumulatively, it was a moral victory. Yeah, I, n- neither of our teams did very well. Um, I was with, um, I was with Mav and Carla and Adam. Carla and Adam and Aaron was with um, Paul, Audrey, and Cassie. Yeah. So yeah, neither of us did very well. Oh well. We did well in six degrees. It was our bye week. <laughs> We just did an exhibition. It was we a split squad scrimmage. Somehow we lost a bye week. <laughs> um, what did you eat this week? This week I had Cosmic. I It's not a consistent thing, but like I've been having it a lot more at Trivia with Mav. And going into the year, I didn't love Cosmic, but it's grown on me a lot. Yeah, There are many burritos. It's a good snack in a pinch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else happened in our lives this past week? Announcements, updates. Turner, you got anything for us? Tell us something interesting. Uh, interesting about my life. No pressure. No pressure. If this isn't interesting, all our audiences are going to hate us. We're going to get bad reviews. Ouch. <laughs> um, well, I applied for an internship next semester uh, to uh, help uh, dementia patients. Um, oh, wow. That's great. By using, like... Uh, music therapy and like helping to set playlists like my job would be to help set playlists that would help like jog the memories and and things of that nature so like combining my love for music and my psychology degree is nice. gonna be really cool if i get that so yeah cross my that's fingers. cool was that interesting enough yes. yeah that was interesting Woo! that, that was, was good interesting. that was good in the past week i reached the point where i have survived teenage pregnancy i turned 20 yeah, you did it. <laughs> I thought that was going a different direction. And I was like, Me too. Is this the time and the place to announce this kind of stuff? <laughs> Good job, bud. Thank you. Congrats. <laughs> um, I'm just ready for fall break, man. I, I My body has broken down. I've been sick so many times in this past oh, couple weeks. God. I've been able to fight it off all semester. And it doesn't help because I've you been better in knock on some wood. Yeah, yeah. hey, that tuberculosis right is going around now. Oh no, I clean my school. Who has tuberculosis? <laughs> they're what? gone now, but good gosh. Anyway, like Do you I mean, t- they're gone as in they're not at school anymore. <laughs> they're better, or they are they not at Carolina anymore? Are they better or are they dead? They're, They're no longer now. on the campus of the University of North Carolina. See, that I, still doesn't help because they can still. I, <laughs> I, I don't know for certain, but I'm fairly sure that they are uh, still with us in this world and are getting better. I realized that sounded super insensitive <laughs> when I first said it, but it's fine. <laughs> All right. Going once, twice. 
So if you want to find us, you can find us at nevermadevarsity.podient.co. Um, leave us a rating on iTunes this week. Huh? We have a trivia question. We do have week. a trivia question. My bad. I'll stop the outro. I'll pause it there. <laughs> <laughs> so our trivia question this week. Recently, Roy Williams became the sixth coach in men's college basketball, Division I college basketball history, to win three championships. Who are the other five? If you know the answer, tweet it at us at NeverMadePod, and you will get a shout-out from us on the show and a firm handshake from Mav. This should be easy money for some people. Yeah. You'd think, but there were a couple of them that were actually kind of hard. We'll, Cole, talk, we'll talk about it after yeah. this ends. Yeah. Um, this week's five-star rating comes from... Um, it's Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> Which says... What? It, it starts with me. It starts, <laughs> which says Aaron Friedman for president 2024. I want to know who this is. End the podcast. If, if, <laughs> Let it die. <laughs> if this was you, uh, get in contact with me. You could be my campaign manager. <laughs> Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at NeverMatePod. Thank you, Jake, for your theme music, and we will see you next week. See ya. Let's get, give, give everybody a good goodbye, Turner. See you later, Big Grits. <laughs>